0: All right, all right, all right. Cut that shit, cut that shit. Yeah, man, it's your boy, King, Nona no Censored. I'm back again. Mr. 40 Plays in a motherfucking day, nigga. I hate to brag, but I got to. I appreciate all y'all niggas that's fucking with my shit. My views have been up. My numbers have been up. Man, I love y'all niggas, man. Straight up, straight up, straight up. All y'all niggas that fuck with me, listen to me. Thank you very much because without you, there is no me. Now. This episode is called Two Callets or The Two Callets. Whatever the fuck I end up calling this shit. Because there is two DJ Callets. I mean, it's two <laughs> it's two Callets in his album title and it's two different Callets. Period. And I will do the explanation as I do this review, but I'm going to give you like a small synopsis, maybe a little bit of a story here. Anyway, DJ Khaled, you know, obviously started off as a radio DJ and you know what I'm saying? And got ties with a terror squad and Fat Joe. anyway Khaled when he started making albums I was like who the fuck is this guy yelling all over the songs and you know I seen some a few production credits on the albums or whatnot. but you know he dropped listen to album and it was pretty a pretty solid project no, i didn't get what the hell he was doing because he rarely did anything but produce so this guy is a guy who calls up people puts them on puts you know a dream a wish list of artists and producers onto the same songs and he pays them to perform for him and it's an easy job. I mean, but but him paying all these people is crazy. I mean, obviously he had connections, especially in Miami. This is the thing. Khaled used to make albums that were Miami-based, basically, in a way. It ain't about local, it's about sound. You know, from the reggae to the raw dog rap style with the donks and shit. To the good side of Miami, to the hood side of Miami. Khaled, every summer every summer since what when did the first album come out wasn't that 08 007 that was 07 oh, no actually it was 06 my bad listen to the album was 06 so ever since 06 Khaled has been making the biggest hood anthems of every year and all of a sudden something changed I believe, with the release of Major Key. Now, Major Key was a hell of an album. And it had a couple of hood records on there. But, you know, now, Khaled pretty much switched up the whole style. Which leads to the... I mean, Khaled had the anthems like, All I Do Is Win and um, Welcome to the Hood and Holla at Me Baby and... um, uh, born and raised, and um, I'm so hood, and um, we Taken over. Like Khaled had the hood anthem for every summer, and all of a sudden that changed once he started getting more commercial recognition. I mean, this dude was already, you know, he was releasing independent albums. Then he ended up going to a major. You know, like Universal, Cash Money. He had a stint over there. Long story, can't explain what happened to make him leave that situation. But Khaled got his own deal. And he started making pop music. A lot more pop. The names got bigger. The fame got bigger. And Khaled seemed to have forgotten where the sauce came from. I mean, suffering from success. Great album, major key. Great album. Um, Kiss the ring, which is one of my, which you could argue for one of my favorite Khaled records. Khaled has, a, you know, Khaled has a couple of albums that are debatable classics, but not outright classics. You know, like things like the, the albums I just named. We the best. We the best forever. Can't forget those. Those are debatable classics, but... Which leads to... The Callot Review. Finally, yeah. Long introduction. There's the Pop Callot and there's the Hood Callot. Those are the two different Callots. And it looks like... You remember the movie Me, Myself, and Irene. Where Hank and Charlie were split personalities. And Charlie at the end of the movie... Had put Hank to bed. And it looks like with this Khaled record right here. He put the hood Khaled to bed. Forever. Let's go through the track list. I mean, let's go through the track list. I mean. uh, Thankful. Meh. It was okay. It's a decent record. Can't hate on it. Every chance I get with Lil Baby and Lil Durk was completely disappointing because I expected a lot more energy out of these two guys who are more known for making energy records and the BPM was just a little bit too slow for me. The lyrics from Baby were straight, Lil Durk's part was alright, the production was man, not my favorite but uh, disappointing, doesn't mean that it's trash though, I'm not saying it's trash. Big Paper with Cardi B. Here we go. Here we go then. You you know this is a record that you either hate or you love and I love it. I like the Cardi B record. You got to listen to what she's saying. And then you know, me being a Detroit nigga, you know, it, that beat had a Detroit sound to it. And a lot of people are saying that the Cardi B record is garbage. I just want to know like who raised you? Did hip-hop raise you, or did pop raise you? Did Justin Timberlake ra- and, and NSYNC raise you, or did, did Big Daddy Kane raise you? I'm just saying, man. I think the record is great. Honestly, this is the best I've heard Cardi B on a record. You know, with her braggadocio, her lines. Like, every, every one of them lines hit me. I don't know... What it is about the record that people hate so much. Are they hating because they're Nikki fans angry and upset that their girl ain't in the game to to rule and conquer anymore? She don't have the easy path to the finals anymore, LeBron. Huh? Because Nicki Minaj had the easy pass through rap. You know, now there's a Cardi B. There's a Megan Thee Stallion. There's a Tierra Whack. There's a Kamaya, There's a uh Rhapsody. You know, there's... Competition Now Nikki might Maybe outsell some of that But Cardi B is the hot Is is the hot Hot chick in the game And Megan Thee Stallion Is another hot chick in the game Y'all need to let that Y'all need to get that Hate out your whore Big paper Is a smash That should be a single That's just me all right, let's move on, man. If I'm go, if I if I talk about this, I'll talk about this shit all night. We going crazy with her amigos. I love the shawty low with the reggae appeal to it. Her amigos with the body. I did it with piss Malone, pussy Malone, piss Aunt Malone, dick sucking Malone, faggot ass bitch man. You know what? Never mind. Um, Megan The Stallion, little baby, the baby, pussy Malone did pretty good, pussy galore, suffering sucker ass. Nigga, man, fuck that nigga. Culture vulture. Um, culture vulture did all right on the hook. You know, Megan the Stallion verse was solid. Little baby, the baby verse was probably the hardest one on here. Sorry, little baby ain't had the best verse. The baby had the hardest verse on here. Let it go with Justin Bieber and Twenty One Savage. Man, listen, dog. Khaled should have scrapped this one. I know, BB your mans. I know, BB your mans. Mans is in them. I get it. But, um, this pop shit, this is mad skippable. You know, it's an okay song, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, the song is good, but nigga, I ain't feeling it, from a personal standpoint. But my nine by itself says, it's okay. Body in Motion, that was the shit, with with, with Tiller, Baby, and Roddy Rich. Yo, pop star, you already know what it is, homeboy. Pop star, great record. This is my year with A-Boogie, Sean, Ross, and Puffy. Pretty good. Good track. I like it. Sorry Not Sorry featuring Nas, Jay-Z, and James Fauntleroy. Great song. Just be with Justin Timberlake. Man, listen. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Man, Justin Timberlake singing over, crooning over that ghost face. All that I got is you sample, nigga. Is you crazy? That's all I got to say on that. I can have it all with Bryson Tiller, her and Meek Mill. Meek Mill shouldn't have been on this song. Beanie. Man, I would have rather have Oskino and Sparks on the song over fucking Meek Mill. No disrespect. Meek's verse was okay, but come on. You got to get the Broad Street bully out of retirement for this one. With that whisper voice that he got right now, he would have killed that shit. Grease with Drake. That shit whack. Hey, yo, man, niggas, 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 niggas be biting this shit. Biting the weekend style and all that. You need to be original. Grease is corny. Drake got Tourette's, nigga? Something wrong with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless a wrote that for it, man. Weekend's name should be attached to that. You got to pay that man for using that man's style. And the final track, Where You Come From, with Boojeebond Town and Bounty Killer, that is hard. With the uh, Barrington Levy shibbity-babbity-babbity-boobity in the background. Shit, gangster. And overall it was not a bad album it was a very very good project but it could just do with without I did it and let it go and I'm cool with everything else if you take I did it and let it go so that means that I only dislike you know two songs but let's move on. Um, we got a new artist spotlight. We got a rookie that I'm putting the spotlight on. His name is Moray, and he hails from I think he fa- hails from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, North Carolina has, pro- you know, Carolina, period, has, you know, produced some great acts like Luke, J. Cole, Rhapsody, uh, The Baby, um, you know. Fonte little brother. Petey Pablo, so Moray, you know, he pretty much is Mo3 with a little bit more swag. And a and a little bit more pain too. Mo3 is a little bit more iller with the flow, but Moray's not bad. His storytelling, his songwriting, the way that you know his soul um, he released his debut project, Mixtape, called Street Sermons. Uh, I mean, I remember hearing uh, Quicksand about three, four months ago. That was a bop. But I feel like the whole entire project is worth a listen. Like, they're outside of... Qu- I mean, Quicksand's the, the big standout, but I like the uh, entire project as a whole. So go check that that shit out. Lakers, Lakers. I'm currently watching the Lakers play the Raptors right now. Um, I'm not going to even speak on that. I'm going to speak on them losing to the Kings without De'Aaron Fox in shocking fashion. Um, It came down to one shot. I mean, I think they lost by two points. I think it was 132 to 130. And LeBron missed the game winner, but I felt like that play was not drawn up correctly. A lot of Lakers fans are criticizing the coaching of Frank Vogel the whole entire fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, the Lakers turned over the ball a shit ton of times. Andre Drummond was bobbling the ball like a goddamn circus freak. And they just got embarrassed on a big stage. But... I think the Lakers have enough time to get it together, but it all depends on the opponent they play. And more than likely, it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. And I am not sure if they're going to get out of there alive. Now, they can because of the loss of Jamal Murray and the importance of that. But that Kings game was just a big shocker for me. I mean, I sat there with with the homies watching the goddamn game. And we was like, whoa, I just, you know, I tried to hold in my laugh when LeBron missed uh, that uh, game winner. I tried. I know he was coming back off an of injury. I'm not I'm not going to really shit on Bron, you know, for missing a game winner his first game back. And I said I wasn't going to shit on his performance either because I'm like, okay, he's just coming back. But I will cock over and take a shit on Andre Drummond. I don't care how hurt he is. It's just because KD and Giannis, man, I did not see the game, y'all, but I heard some things and I seen some statistics and I heard that Drew Holiday did a good job of locking up Kyrie Irving today and they... Lost to the Bucks 114 to 117. Giannis had a monster, 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 monster game, y'all. Monster game. They had a, I mean, Giannis had 49 points. And was bussing jumpers. Let me tell you something. In my Nino Brown voice, let me tell y'all something. If Giannis Antipo Negro, if Giannis Antipo Negro is bussing threes, the Nets and the Sixers might be in trouble. KD, though, he wasn't no slouch. Kevin Durant is still the best player in basketball right now. Still. At his healthiest, healthiest, this nigga had 42 points, 16 of 33 shoot. That nigga's the best in the world. And a, and a lot and people need to just stop denying this shit. This nigga had 42 points and 10 rebounds, 7 of 13 from the three. Come on, man. Kyrie, however, had an off night. I mean, you when you got the clamp, Drew Holiday on you, it's not much you can do. Nothing you could do. It's nothing you could do. Damn Alize Johnson only got three minutes. I would have played him a little bit more. Joe Harris didn't get enough many shot opportunities. Yeah, they put the clamps on the nest today. Antipo Negro though. Ante the 4 of 8 from 3, 21 of 36, 49 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Chris Middleton. Yeah, man, I talked down about Chris Middleton today. But I'm going to have to take that shit back. 26 points and 11 rebounds and 6 assists in the, one of the biggest games of the season. So shout out to him. I give him credit and I apologize for the comments I made earlier about the net, the Bucks needing a better man. But um, anyway... Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were both injured at the end of the Celtics-Blazers game, uh, which the Portland Trail Blazers barely got up out of. And both of them were, like, grabbing at their ankles. I was worried. I was like, oh, no, because Brown couldn't walk off the court with uh, with his own power. He had to have a couple teammates carry him. And then, um... Tatum walked it off and went to the locker room. Now, Benny the Butcher is set to work on a project with the crew known as TCF. I mean, some of the members include Ransom. You remember him from the DJ Clue era, uh, 38 Special, which is Cool G Rap Son, that motherfucker is a beast. And um him and Benny's click, uh, Black Soprano family teaming up for a mixtape. Um, It's supposed to drop in mid-May. So, uh, I think it's May 21st. Or the week of May 21st. We'll see. I'm I'm excited for that. Anytime Benny drops any music, I'm right there with him. J. Cole is ready to drop his mixtape. His long-anticipated mixtape. The off-season. According to label affiliate Boss. Cole is in the studio ready to go on the offseason. Will this be, a, I mean, I already know it's going to be a classic. I guarantee it. I think it's going to be up there with Friday Night Lights. It's just a light prediction. But allegedly it's coming out in two weeks. We'll see. Top Dog. Anthony Top Dog Tiffin. Get Top on the phone. Get top dog on the motherfucking phone. He posted a mystery date for a mystery artist. And god damn the Lakers getting their ass whooped by the Raptors. Damn, I'm OH 80 to 61. Ha <laughs> ha! Good shot, Kyle Lari. With your retarded ass. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't, I don't want you to send them Philly niggas at me. I'll just play. But something, something not right with Kyle Lowry. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you something. The Lakers are struggling with the Raptors, struggling with the Sacramento Kings. The Raptors are up by make that 21. I don't know if they got a comeback in them, but this is live. We live, baby. But um, back to Top Dog, though. Top Dog dropped a mystery release date for May 7th. Now, there has been multiple clues as to who this may be. And all clues are pointing to Isaiah Rashad. Now, if you are not familiar with him, he's one of the lesser-known artist on TDE, but his music is sensational. I definitely think that Sylvia Demo is a classic album. I think The Sun's tirade could be debated as one, but I don't think it's like an outright classic album though. But it has classic moments that would assume that this is a classic album. So... I definitely trust his music. Now, is it an album or is it a single? I hope it's a single and not an album. If it's really him. Because my thoughts are, I think it's SZA's album. Because SZA has singles, you know. She has Hit Different. She has Good Days. She has a hot record with Doja Cat right now. So, I mean, it's only right it's only right that solana drops that album this will be her third album in quotation marks maybe because i guess z was her debut then again i don't know That people say controls their debut album but i got all the scissors projects so I'm anticipating and hoping and praying that it's scissor. And I hope they don't put Isaiah Rashad's album out like right there. Because that nigga only gonna sell probably 2k the first week. I don't want them to do my boy Bo. Now the the, the biggest shocker, you know, was Reason selling 17,000 the first week. That was crazy. But Reason did have like five motherfucking singles and shit. But, um... And then uh, then other people are saying it's a Kendrick Lamar single or album. Kendrick is not just going to drop an album. Kendrick Lamar is going to drop a few singles to test the waters. And then drop a single when the album releases. So I don't know. A lot of fans, you know, I'm a TDE fan. Uh, I'm sure if you've been following me for a long time and watching my shows, y'all already know. TDE, Big Griselda fan, and motherfuckers calling me Big Griselda and shit. I am mean, not even from Buffalo. But since I listen to them so much, you know. But, you know, I'm all about the hip-hop love. But um, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here before I start rambling and this becomes a 40-minute show. Motherfuckers not going to listen to that shit, B. But all right, man, I'm out this bitch.